Hey, bunch of besties. Welcome back to Bunch of Beauties. My name is Sam Prevo, and I'm sitting on the floor in my room with a hotspot because moving is an adventure. And I, as always, I am joined by Jennifer Molia. Um, anything for the pod. Any, anything to make it work. If we got to sit on the floor with a hotspot, that's what we got to do. It's fine. And uh, Ariel Melendez, I am currently trying not to move because my back is in tremendous pain. Oh so no! Again, any anything for the pot. Thoughts and prayers. I have That's okay. my back is absolutely the worst. Like I literally see a chiropractor twice a week, so I totally feel you. Yeah, I don't know what happened. I was helping like another store yesterday, and I think if anyone's been to a Walmart, which I'm sure people have. <laughs> I was helping in shoes, and I'm five foot two. Right. And the top row of shoes is not five foot two. Right. 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 So I think it's just from reaching up that high, but we are powering through it. Like we said, anything for the pod, anything for the vibes. Here we are. Absolutely. We're vibing. There's hockey news, so let's get to it. Um, I think this is very bittersweet to say, but Henrik Lundqvist has officially retired. Um, I think we all saw this coming with his health issues the last season. He was trying de- very, very hard, I ne- dare I say desperately, to <laughs> try to come back to the NHL. But it just wasn't the case. It's not going to happen. Um, I think that's smart uh, on, on Hank's part. Uh, he's 39. He'll be uh, 40 next year. So, I mean, he had a wonderful career. And we're going to talk about that a little bit, but I wanted to read his statement that he tweeted. Um, He did a press conference in Sweden to announce his retirement, but he also did this tweet. So I want to read it. If I could pull it up. Here we go. He said, (laughs) he said, it's, It's time. For the last 30 years, I have devoted my life to the game of hockey, and now it's time to walk away from the game I love and begin a new chapter. The future excites me. I've met so many amazing people over the years that will help to guide and inspire me in my new journey. There are many things I love about this game, from the excitement I felt as an eight-year-old at my first practice to the 15 years of butterflies I had every time I took the ice in the greatest city in the world. I'm extremely grateful for what hockey has brought me and taught me in life, These lessons will never leave me. Thank you to all the coaches and players that helped me throughout my career. Thank you to Swedish hockey. From growing up and playing in Sweden to ultimately representing my country on the world stage, these are some of my proudest moments. Thank you uh, at NY Rangers and New York City. I'm a born Swede, but I will always feel like a New Yorker thanks to you. Thank you at NHL. This league was everything I dreamed of and more. Lastly, thank you to the game of hockey and its fans. You gave my life purpose and I have loved every single minute of it. Thank you all. Heart. (laughs) but that's the message from hank i mean guys i mean i don't want to like over exaggerate this i don't think this is over exaggerating henrik lundquist is the best goaltender of our generation no i agree i completely Mm -hmm. agree yeah i mean the amount of games that he just the rangers won because of his sheer will that they wouldn't lose yeah yeah i mean i can't think of another like goaltender of the past decade or so that has just been so like that that has just had such an impact on whether their team could win games or not 
Like, I remember watching games and being like, oh, the Rangers gave up four goals. No, it's fine. Like, they'll be fine. Like, it'll it'll be fine. Oh, the Rangers only scored one goal. Like, they'll be fine. Like, like, I just feel like everyone, like, trusted him so much and believed in him so much. Mm -hmm. Um, And honestly, like, good for him. He's worked so hard for however many years. Like, go retire, King. Like, go live your life. I'm happy for you. I just want to drop some of his stats really quick. Um, yes, so, he's, so he's a two-time All-Star. He won the Vezina in 2011, 2012. He, that was the year he also uh, was nominated for the Hart Trophy. Uh, his regular season stats, his career save percentage is 918. His career goals against is 2.43. But what is even more astounding is his playoff stats, if I could find them. Uh, show NHL playoffs. Here we go. Um, he, he has played 130 career playoff games in the NHL. His save percentage is career is 0.921 and his goals against is 2.3 and 10 shutouts. That's insane. And I know that, um, Steve Dangle tweeted it, but he's the leader in wins, uh, for goalies that played with one team. He's crazy. So he has like almost. Yeah, I think really he has. Crazy. I think he has almost like 500 wins with the Rangers or something. Mm-hmm. Um, he's one of the winningest goalies of all time. He has a gold medal in the Worlds and the Olympics with Sweden. Um, he's just there's no one like him. And uh, I was sad when he left to go with the Capitals because I figured either he would play another year and retire, or this would be the end. And it yeah. is the end. And I just hope that um, he ends up around the Rangers organization again in some way because it doesn't feel like the Rangers without Henrik Lundqvist, to be fair. For sure. I agree. And I can't see why he wouldn't have a position with the Rangers, just considering how close he was to the organization for so long. Um, I'm also thinking the Jersey retirement will be imminent. Like, I can't see a reason why anyone would ever wear number 30 for the Rangers. Oh, no, it's going to be – it's definitely going to be retired, I think. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Um, no doubt. And, yeah, he had an amazing career, like Sam obviously just said with all those stats. And um, he will, he'll always be important to Ranger fans, yeah. as we've said, obviously, me and Sam yeah. are. Um, but, yeah, obviously wishing him all the best. I think that sometimes, like, when players retire and they've had, like, serious injuries in their career, I just have to, like, exhale and be like, oh, good, they can, like, enjoy their lives now. So that's kind of how I feel, too. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. but yeah, wishing him all of the best. It's, it's weird, like weird feeling. Yeah. Knowing he won't be playing, but. It feels like my childhood is like fully over now. Right. <laughs> like he was, he was the first, like he was the first hockey player I chose as a favorite player. You know what I mean? Like my parents didn't say, yeah. oh, we like him. Like he's our favorite. Like I feel like Mark Messier was like, ev- like the family favorite because he was like the captain mm-hmm. of the Rangers and everything. So like he was my yeah. first like jersey my first like quote favorite hockey player but like Henrik Lundqvist was the first one where I was like him he's my favorite player he's the best I think he was my first jersey too I have a jersey I have his jersey maybe yeah it's just yeah it's just a sad like closing of a chapter but I'm also excited to see where his career takes him yes agreed for sure um, yeah, and I would say, as someone looking from, like, obviously the outside in a way, 
Yeah. I feel like, because I feel like him and the Flyers always had so many battles throughout the years, that he was always kind of that guy that you were like, well, this is going to be a tough one. Because he, he, I think as you said, he battled. He, he was a big reason um, the Rangers won when they did because he, he was never going to let them lose when he was, when he was in that. And I think one of his last few games against the Flyers, I don't remember exactly when it was, but I know it was just one of those, like, whenever he comes in, like, you know, it's going to be a tough game to score on him just by sheer will. Yeah. Because he wasn't going to let, he wasn't going to let the Rangers lose. He was going to do everything he could in his power to help that team win. Yeah. And that's mm-hmm. obviously something you want in a goaltender, but just something you want in like a person as well. Someone who's going to go out there and give everything they have to every single game, no matter the situation. And that's just the kind of person and player that he was. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. And uh, I, like Ariel, you bring up against the Flyers is always a battle. Immediately, one of my favorite moments of his that I was thinking about was in the 2012 Winter Classic. On, uh, I, I can't remember if it was, I think it was a penalty shot, Danny Breer's penalty shot. Mm-hmm. And he yeah. stopped it in, really late in the game to help the Rangers win the Winter Classic. I mean, that'll always, like, one of like moments like that'll always stand out as just top tier Henrik Lundqvist, perfect example of the kind of goalie he was, how clutch he yeah. was. Um, on a, kind of, I guess, a final note, because we don't, I guess, like, we can talk about Henrik Lundqvist all day, but there's obviously other things going on. <laughs> but, um, Roberto Luongo tweeted, uh, if you guys don't follow him, his Twitter's at Strombone1. Uh, but he I love but him. he tweeted, two goats, no cup podcast. Think about it at Henrik Lundqvist 35. <laughs> and I just love that because I think uh, maybe this will be my last point. I think it's so silly that it's going to be such a knock on Hank that he never won the cup because he basically did everything but win the Rangers the cup himself. Um, yeah. Spe- like 2014, that series against the Kings, I have so many like qualms with that series, but I've actually seen in the past like arguments that Corey Crawford is, ta- is better than Hank. Cause Corey Crawford has a couple cups and it's like, which no. are you on drugs? Like, please. And there's no reason in my mind why Henrik Lundqvist isn't a first ballot hall of famer. I just hate the whole, like, you can't be a Hall of Famer or you're not a unanimous Hall of Famer because you don't have cups. Like, it's not about winning a championship. I mean, Chris Kunitz has, like, four cups or whatever. It's not It's yeah. not about championships. It's about just your body of work overall. And if that happens to include cups, like, that's an extra bonus. If you ask me, that's my opinion. No, I I agree with that 100%. I think a lot of people, like over-exaggerate the importance of cups when at the end of the day like it does take a team to win a cup so I feel like it shouldn't hold that much weight on individual players hall of fame status or how we regard them because like we said previously like Henrik Lundqvist did just about everything but win the cup by himself like (laughs) if anybody got close to just winning it on their own like it was I think Hank and Um, Hank and Ovi basically are like the closest I've performances I've seen except like Ovi did it but like the closest like I've seen to just basically winning like willing your team to the cup single-handedly yeah so, yeah, I mean, I I always thought it was a stupid argument because, like, think about how many players, and this isn't meant to be, like, mean, but think about how many players, it's going to sound mean, 
how many players that you don't think are necessarily like good that have a cup or multiple cups like it's a it's a team effort like sometimes you're just in the right place at the yeah. right time and you win a stanley cup like there are yeah. there are those guys like i mean they trade for them at the deadline every year those depth guys yeah that help you win a cup and that's not a knock to like them or saying they're bad or whatever it's just there are certain players that put that end up in the situation to win a cup and then there are other players that don't who are superstars so I just think Henrik Lundqvist if anybody's gonna like if anybody who recently retired is gonna be a first ballot hall of famer it's probably Hank um yes and I can't wait for his retirement ceremony I'm gonna cry like his jersey (laughs) retirement ceremony I'm gonna cry my eyes out um, and, yeah. and next time I'm in MSG, I'll take a picture of his banner, but it definitely should be like a number that's retired effective immediately. Um, I agree. Mm-hmm. No one should wear 30 in New York any longer. Um, yes. No one wears it now, but I think that was more of like a respect thing. Um, yeah. Yeah. So yeah, that's it. Uh, I wish Henrik <laughs> all the best. Like I said, I hope I see him back in New York in some capacity, maybe working with Ben Waller. Or something like that, or just in the front office in general. Like, I know Roger Bear does, like, community outreach and stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, Oh, the Rangers just released a statement. Would you like to hear it? Ooh. It says, it is with mixed emotions, true, that the New York Rangers offer our best wishes and heartfelt gratitude to Henrik Lundqvist on the announcement of his retirement. Henrik's commitment to excellence made him one of the best goaltenders to ever play the game of hockey, and we are so fortunate to have witnessed his greatness firsthand for 15 years. As we congratulate Henrik on an extraordinary career and a lasting legacy of success, charity, and character, we are honored to announce that we will retire his number and raise his jersey to the Raptors at an upcoming game this season. Henrik is and always will be a Ranger. Perfect. That's all you needed to say. That's all we needed to say. That was a great way to wrap it up. Thanks, Rangers, for coming through with the statement. Yeah, really. Um, so I guess we'll like segue or just take a hard left <laughs> into the serious things that uh, have happened in the last... Uh, yeah. days. I think the big, I think the biggest thing and the most I guess alarming thing is that the city of Glendale, Arizona has decided to end their lease agreement with the Arizona Coyotes. They had a joint lease agreement on their arena. I want to say it's Gila River Arena. Is that you say? I think. So. I think so. Okay. Yeah. I was gonna look it up and then I didn't. But okay, so it's I think it's <laughs> I think it's Gila River Arena. Um, they. Uh, will no longer have a joint lease, meaning that they have to relocate after this season, the Coyotes. So immediately all the rumors came around of like, well, this is the time for a team to relocate to Quebec City. Um, But I want to read some of the information that uh, Katie Strang, who's amazing um, at The Athletic, she's the one who like broke the story, I guess. Um, But I wanted to read some of the things that she said about it. Because once you read some of the details, I think it's a little damning uh, when it, when you look at the Coyotes organization. So it says, she said, the termination notice comes after several months of stalled negotiations between the two sides on the terms of an extension, as well as multiple notices about outstanding balances the Coyotes owed as part of the lease agreement. Ooh. And the city manager said, we've reached that point of no return. There's no wavering. Um, and the Coyotes president and CEO, he said that, uh, they hope they could like that the, basically he said they hope that Glendale, uh, changes its mind. Um, and they're committed to finding a long-term, uh, arena solution. 
But I do want, there was one more thing that I can't find now, but it said something about uh, the Coyotes being basically a troubled organization and that uh, it's been outed before as a toxic working environment. And I know mm. that they've gone through like CEO ownership changes and, and they're kind of right now the team that just has everybody's long-term IR so that they can make the floor. Um, but I feel like this is just another blow to the organization. And Eddie Lack came to their defense, actually, because noted king Eddie Lack, um, <laughs> noted Arizona legend, real estate agent Eddie Lack, um, basically said that they should move to Scottsdale or uh, Tempe because that's where the fans are. He said, build it and they will come. So then people came for him saying like, well, the Coyotes don't have fans anyway. Like, why are you like going off about this? And he made a good point, which I think makes a like makes a point for other arenas too. He said, believe it or not, there's a lot of them meeting Coyotes fans. Very few want to drive an hour there and an hour back after the game 41 games a year. Yeah, I mean, there's definitely something to be said about that. I saw someone saying that about different sport, but about the Tampa Bay Rays, yeah. the baseball team, that their arena is just in such an inconvenient place. Like, um, I have family that lives in Florida. They live in Cape Coral now, but they were living in, like, Northport um, when we had gone to Rays games. And it's just, it's it's such a hike to get over it there. Is. And, like, especially when we would go, it would be, like, August. And it would be hot. And, you know, you're just driving in the car and the car's hot. And then you have to walk from the hot car to the, the hot outside to the arena. The one thing that was good about Tropicana Field, though, was that it was indoors and air conditioned. Yes. Which was very nice. Um, also, they have little stingray tanks where you can pet them. Um, which is so fun. I was looking through, not to go on a complete tangent. I was looking through my time hop this morning and, like, Something like 13 years ago was my first MLB game, and it was a Tampa Bay Rays game, and there's a picture of me, like, petting a stingray when I was, like, a little toddler. Love that um, for you. But point still stands that, you know, even if – because I feel like you could argue Arizona, like, oh, like, they have no fans. Um, but there are fans. They're just probably not in the location where they can show up to these games. Yeah. Um, mm. And that makes things difficult. I think that you also saw a similar situation with the Islanders. Moving I was just, I was just going to bring that up. I was going to say that's. The, I feel like that's like long, long yeah. people from Long Island's argument with um, Barclays, and that's why they pushed so hard to keep games at Nassau, and that's that's why they tried so hard to get Belmont built because, mm -hmm. like, it matters a lot. Even like, I mean, t back going back to the Rays example, the Rays are very good this year. And I was just watching yeah. highlights and there's no one there. There's the stadium is like literally empty. And it's and it's to your mm -hmm. point that it's so hard to get there because I think it's in St. Pete. It's not actually in Tampa. And it's just completely it's so out far of the away. Way. And I yeah. know that they've tried to get permission to build a stadium in Tampa like in Tampa proper and they and the city's told them no. So I mean the Islanders face a similar thing because the Nassau County wouldn't let them Re really rebuild Nassau the way they wanted it to be rebuilt. Um, and then they just renovated the inside basically. Um, but they wanted to build like a Belmont like complex at, at Nassau yeah. at one point. And then the, the Nassau, the County of Nassau didn't want, uh, I think it was like about a dispute over like how much their taxes would go up for it or whatever. Um, so it's just, a sh 
it's just yeah. a shitty, shitty situation for Tampa itself. I've never been, I've never been yeah. to Glendale, but I've been to Scottsdale, and Scottsdale is a very, very nice place. Um, I really enjoyed. I mean, to be fair, I was at like a resort for a conference, but like it was. <laughs> I I've heard really great things about Scottsdale in general, and I mean, I I saw someone make a good point about. Um, moving our the coyotes out of arizona if you moved them to a place like quebec city then you have we already have 16 teams in the eastern time zone yeah. if you move mm-hmm. another one into the eastern time zone i think that's so uh at a disadvantage for your league i mean this i mean i think the perfect example of why hockey works in arizona is austin matthews i mean yeah, if yeah. there's no ho- if there's no <laughs> hockey team in arizona there's no austin matthews so yeah, mm-hmm. it's um I and I also think that, you know, while the Islanders are a similar example, I think that the Arizona one is like a little more valid because I had slash have family who are Islander fans when they first moved to Brooklyn and like we just got ourselves on a train and we were there in forty minutes. And yes, it was inconvenient, but did we have to deal with the Nassau Coliseum parking lot after the game? No, we did not. We just hopped right on a train, sister. That parking lot is literally what nightmares are made out of. If I never have to go in the Nassau Coliseum parking lot ever again, I will be so happy. It's scary. It's frightening. That arena is shaped like a circle. You have no idea where you are in that parking lot. You will lose your car. You will try to hit your key to find your car. You will not find it. Um, so I do think that there's some advantage to tape- taking public transport to the game obviously I do that with the Rangers I would never drive into New York City um so I I am hoping that the Coyotes are able to get relocated to a place that's just more convenient for everybody involved and I agree with Sam like preferably in Arizona because if you move the team like that just kind of defeats like the whole purpose um but sam did say austin matthews which i think would be a good segue into another one of our topics yeah ariel do you have anything else to say (laughs) if we're done i mean if we're done (laughs) i mean that's what i've always heard about arizona it is the problem with getting to games and how it's such a hassle Mm. and and all that so i I mean i don't really have anything new to add i should say this will just be kind of i i'm sent this to my friend yesterday and she thought it, she thought, and I thought originally, until I realized it said next season, that they were just kicking him out now. Oh, pack <laughs> your bags. She was yeah. like, oh, 40 days to the regular season. They're like, nah, go find a new arena. So I thought that was just, yeah. that was just a little fun thing that very, for a very few quick seconds, I was like, uh, excuse me? <laughs> they're just like not nah, get out like pack your bags we're done yeah but uh i mean it's things i i've kind of seen it coming just because there's there seems to be such a strained relationship between the city and the team that this just mm-hmm. kind of seemed like an inevitability um i, I know the coyotes obviously want to be like yeah we hope to you know rebuild a relationship with them but this just seems yeah. like a we're gonna play this season and then like we're gonna have to find somewhere else Unless things really change, it just doesn't seem like the city wants them. Yeah. Which, like, is kind mm-hmm. of sad, but it will probably be better for the Coyotes to get to an area that, that I don't want to say people will come see them play, but people will, like, be able to get there easier. And so I, I think places like Scottsdale and I think Tempe, Tempe, I don't, I don't even know. I always didn't <laughs> know how to say it. 
where are okay. are good places I, I think for them to be because it seems like that's where they really have a fan base and that, yeah. that's really where a lot of the people are at and we'll be able to get there a lot easier than they can now um I just I just for looked sure. it up because I was curious I know that like the Phoenix Suns are in Phoenix um I wonder if even temporarily they could just because it happens so often across the NHL and NBA I wonder if they could go back to Phoenix and just share the arena for now with um yeah. with the Suns until they figure it until they because like what I had heard was that they're trying to build something completely new in Scottsdale or Tempe um I think Tempe specifically so I wonder if that's like a temporary fix because they were in Phoenix at at one point so I wonder if mm. like they could share an arena with the Suns especially with the Suns success this season going to the NBA finals people obviously go to that arena and go to see games. So it would be, I think maybe advantageous to them to use that as a temporary fix, but we'll see. I mean, it's, it's a sticky situation for them for sure. Um, and I, I mean, if they, owe, if they really do owe that much money to the city of Glendale, I don't blame them for saying like, okay, ah, we're <laughs> over it. Get out. Yeah. Um, so yes, we did mention Austin Matthews. Um, Austin Matthews, it was announced will be on the cover of NHL 22. Um, he was on the cover of NHL 20. So this is his second time on the cover of the NHL video game. Um, this, I didn't expect this to really like be something that people cared about, but people feel very strongly about this. Yeah. Um, <laughs> well, I'll say people feel really strong. I would say as someone who plays the game, um, People just feel very strongly about the game in general, but yeah, it was. I mean, I jokingly like tweeted like, "Oh, good thing I get the digital game," but <laughs> like, when someone replied, when someone replied to me, I was like, "I don't actually care." My yeah. only thought was like they missed an opportunity with Tampa, like back to back, like mm-hmm. you could have. But in the end, I'm like, I don't really like cool. Good for him. Like he's good. Like there's a reason yeah, he mean... was on the cover, but I know people. My only oh, yeah, go ahead. No, you're fine. I was just gonna say my only thought is as someone who has never touched that game in my life, um, wasn't he I mean, yeah, my expert opinion is wasn't he literally just on it? Yeah. Which okay, yeah, yeah so that would be my only complaint is that's kind of stupid and like if not to get not to psychoanalyze a video game cover, but if you are trying to like grow the game, like why do you want to use the same player? Like what was he on? Like NHL twenty yeah. and this is yeah. twenty two. Yeah. Okay, yeah. So that's kind of stupid, I would say. Um, not not to be mean. I mean that's <laughs> what yeah. a lot of people. I think we're kind of saying. Yeah, the the main criticisms yeah. I saw were that yeah, it's the same. It's the same person. Like pretty unoriginal. I mean, I think the game gets a lot of criticism. Not to like get niche about the game. Like me and Ariel just talking about the game. But I think. <laughs> I think the thing about the game is that it doesn't change a lot from year to year. They don't really add much. I think they were both – and correct mm-hmm. me if I'm wrong, Ariel, because I haven't played the game in, like, uh, like seven years or whatever. I think my last copy of the game was, like, NHL 15. Um, <laughs> but I know that apparently they added a new – they, quote-unquote, added a new feature, but it was really an old feature that they took out and are putting it back in, something like that. Oh, so it's a couple. I was gonna say that helps me not at all. Um, God. I I mean it, it is it does like kind of turn into the same game every every season with like minor tweaks and everything. I mean I 
I'm probably not the person to ask about, like, the game in a way that I play, like, be a pro, and, like, that's it. Oh, I love like, the be a pro I version. Play, and they made it, see, like, and I'm happy because they made it so much better. Like, um, when I played FIFA for, like, two seconds, not to get, like, different sport, I was always like, this is what I want NHL's, like, be a pro mode to be, is, like, interactive. And then they did that, and I was like, all right, cool. Like, I'm happy. Yeah. But I know they're getting a new, like, engine. I don't know what you call that. Like, they're, yeah. I don't know, even know, like, how to describe it. Like, they're going, like, video gamers will know, like, what Frostbite is. Like, I don't because. Yeah, I think I it's, don't know I think it's, I think it's an engine. Basically, it's the, like, the system they use to run the game and make the graphics look better and all that kind of stuff. I know that stuff about gaming. I just didn't know. Uh, yeah. So what's, what's it called? The new engine? Frostbite. Frost. Which a lot of people wanted. That that's something a lot of people wanted, and there's a hope that moving towards that will make things a lot better. Mm. But I know, again, not to get on like a soapbox about a video game, mm. that a lot of people, and I'm not one of them. Oh, they that so they do the FIFA games. Frost. It's on. Yeah, it's on yeah. the FIFA games, the Madden games. Okay, so other EA games. Yeah, yeah and. I, and I know, like I said, I'm not one of these people that's in this, like, category of, like, oh, I wanted this over this or whatever. But I know a lot of people were more mad um, about no crossplay. Yes. Because they're splitting it between four different consoles now. I, well, it says so, here that it's going to be available on Windows, so that would mean it's back It's back on PC. It hasn't been on PC. I, yeah. It hasn't been I on haven't, PC since 2008, I think I was a friend of mine was saying. I didn't see that. <laughs> I'm on. I, I'm on Wikipedia, and it says platforms Windows. Yes, so that means. So I'm guessing that means it's going to be available no, on looking, PC. Now I'm about to look it up. Will NHL 22 be on PC? Which that makes me happy because I'm a PC I gamer. But um, mm. but yeah, I mean, back to Austin being on the cover. I think it really like cycles back to, and someone made this point, and I can't remember who it was. I think probably multiple people made this point that the NHL has very few actual marketable stars. I mean, yeah. a friend of mine, shout out Dan, was saying like, okay, so your other options are Connor McDavid, who gets made fun of for having a bland, weird looking house, or Nathan or <laughs> Nathan McKinnon, who is now known for police like policing his teammates' diets and like being afraid of pasta. <laughs> Like, but then you have Austin Matthews, who, I mean, as someone who's going to go into, like, trying to market the NHL, the people who uh, don't necessarily watch it, working for Bleacher Report, like, Austin's the perfect example of a player that you can market because he's in GQ all the time. He's fashionable. He's friends with Justin Bieber. He has a personality. He has a swagger about him. He goes out in the public eye. He... Like, doesn't give your, use like, always give canned responses on the ice, like, I mean, uh, in the mm. media, and then he, you know, does things that are entertaining on the ice. So I understand where the NHL is coming from and trying to use him as a marketing tool, but I also, like, come on, guys. It's, I mean, casuals <laughs> aren't buying the NHL 22 video game. Yeah. Yeah, pretty much. So um, it's just a weird situation. It, not to, like... It's not necessarily off topic and it's not like, but it's not true, but it's funny. 
is my is I saw this I saw this tweet because you mentioned you mentioned McKinnon and it and it reminded me of someone saying something like about like in the be a pro like imagine getting you know acquired by the Avalanche now I get feeling now I get funny because I'm gonna like butcher the whole thing but it's basically like <laughs> it's it's basically like if you had the chance like in the locker room like would you be like with the threat of being banished to the KHL like would you sneak po- real pasta and stuff to your teammates <laughs> like in front of McKinnon and I was like I would play that for sure if that was an actual like God if that was actually like a possibility like that would be hilarious and for a split second oh yeah here you go in the new be a pro mode in nhl 22 if you play on the avalanche you can gain favor with your teammates as a rookie by sneaking in sugary snacks and real pasta past nathan mckinnon but if you get caught you're banished to the khl will you take the risk i'm dead that's really funny i was like yes i would look i would play that mode for sure just to like not make it all like we're like talking about a video game cover. Yeah, it's to bring in bring in a little spice. I mean, people are gonna play it no matter what. So I think like getting all True, I'm gonna play getting it. all butthurt about Austin being on the cover really doesn't matter at the end of the day. I I thought it yeah, was still yeah. gonna play. I thought it was. I just thought it was fascinating how many people were actually like incensed by it when it's the like genuinely like, mad. Yeah, yeah, the N- the NHL community game wise is nuts. Yeah, I mean I feel like they're very passionate about the game, which fair, but I think like I said, like casuals aren't gonna buy NHL twenty two. So at the end of the day as a marketing strategy NHL shouldn't the game shouldn't be the focus. Um but moving on to something that people are irrationally upset about. Um uh, like- the NHL announced that they are going to put small advertisements on jerseys, I believe in the 2022-23 season. So not this coming season, Mm -hmm. the season after. Um, Mm -hmm. And all the people that were upset about the jerseys, the helmet ads are back out of the woodwork. Mm -hmm. Um, Guys, it doesn't matter. I'm going to get real. It really doesn't matter. Um, I think the thing that would, would bother me and probably will bother me because it'll probably happen is ultimately when teams put logos of companies that are known to be problematic on their jerseys. For example, funny you should mention I that. I see where you're going with for this. Exam- for example, I mean, Kevin Hayes, Kevin Hayes's Instagram story was a supposed uh, thing and I, I doubt it'll happen, but he suggested that the Flyers add the Barstool logo to their jersey. I don't, nope. I don't think something like that will happen, but what I think is more likely is a team puts a company like Chick-fil-A on their jersey, or mm-hmm. I'm trying to think of, like, I mean, Chick-fil-A I think is the easiest thing because the like they sell it at Hurricanes games or whatever. So let's say the Hurricanes put Chick-fil-A mm-hmm. logo on their jersey. Something like that would have, like, the actual company they choose to partner with itself would bother me more than the actual fact that there is an ad on the jersey. Because ultimately, yeah. none of And I made this point with the helmet on Twitter when it happened. You are, if you're watching on TV or even if you're at the the arena, you are not close enough to even see it. So your viewing viewing experience does not change at all, period. Pretty much. Um, Yeah, and I'm I'm already used to it with basketball jerseys because the the Sixers have, I, I 
want to say the StubHub logo on their jerseys, which is probably going to change because apparently they're no longer affiliated with StubHub, but that's a completely separate oh, topic. Nice. Um, but like, I'm already used to it on basketball jerseys, and I don't like. It was inevitable to me, like with the helmet ads coming. Is the NHL mm. trying to like recoup the money that they lost? Yeah. So it's not like shocking to me that they're gonna go put ads on jerseys, and it's like. It's going to be, what, like, 3.3 by, like, 3.5 or something. Like, you're not, like you like you said, Sam, like, you're not going to see it unless you're actively, like, looking for it. Yeah. And, mm-hmm. like, I, I don't have a problem with it just because, like I said, I knew it was coming and I'm already used to having an ad on a jersey. I guess the only concern, and I don't think it's going to get to this, is them turning, turning into, like, obviously, like, the European-style jerseys where... They're all over, but I don't think we're going to get to that point. Mm-mm. I guess mm. that's what people are upset about, but I don't see a little tiny square ad really affecting anything other than, like you said, the potential companies yeah. that these teams could go with. I think that is more of the issue is, like, no doubt we're going to see it. We're going to see at least one, if not more, like like you said, problematic companies that yeah. these teams are going to go with because it's the NHL and the NHL is just that, like, if, I, I don't even if know. The, if, the, I, if you get the check, it doesn't matter to them. They don't care. Pretty much. Yeah, I literally saw an article on Twitter the other day, which I'm sure you guys have seen. I'm not going to be able to think of the exact um, title of it, but essentially just, like, a takedown of everything Barstool has ever done. Yeah. And it's, like, organized like a research paper. Like, it's, like, incredible. Um, I'm going to have to try to find the name of it. But, like people have been saying things like if you read this and still support barstool like i don't know what to tell you which i agree but also somebody who supports Barstool. i was just gonna say that someone who supports barstool they're gonna be like it's it's fake it's cancel culture um yeah yeah Yeah. the name of the um the name of the article it's on a website called mediamatters.org and the name of the article is Barstool Sports is a cesspool of misogyny and bigotry. So true. Um, And it's by Alicia Sadowski, and it came out on August 18th. Um, And it it genuinely is just, like, a research paper. Like, it's organized by by section. There's a little intro, and then we go into sexualizing minors and whitewashing non-consensual explicit content. Um, And we go into perpetuating and encouraging sexism and misogyny. Then we, ooh, that one's really long. All the hits. All the um, then we, then we take a turn into perpetuating and encouraging racism. That one's, ooh, that one's got some tweet links in it. Then we go to perpetuating and encouraging anti-LGBTQ attitudes, um, spreading coronavirus misinformation. That must be a new, uh, new added one. Encouraging violence and harassment, promoting right-wing grievances and conspiracy theories, and that's the end Ooh, there's an update this piece has been updated to remove anti-lgbtq slurs from the include quotes thanks guys Love that. That's just um truly all but all the hits all of this to say like it's like if somebody and i know everybody probably has mixed feelings on the chick-fil-a thing i don't eat meat so it's very easy for me to not eat at chick-fil-a because i don't align with their beliefs but like I, I kind of get both sides. Like, sometimes you just want to mindlessly eat your yummy chicken. Like, I get it. I personally do not, but yeah. I know everybody's different I, opinions on that. And I feel like... It's just... 
It's okay. This is a safe space. This is a safe I space. Mean, I, I mean, I'm trying to eat, I'm trying to eat there less because I do understand the point of, like, even yeah, though, yeah. like, you may think, like, oh, like, my, like, it doesn't matter if I eat there or not because there's so many people that eat there. It doesn't make mm-hmm. a difference. I'm trying to, like, get out of that mindset, but, this, like, honestly, guys, the food is just the vehicle to eat the sauce, and the sauce is just too damn good, and that's my, that's my, what I will say about you. That's what yes. we should be assessing. I have is the sauce. I feel like there are different places where you can get sauces that taste like Chick Fil A sauce, and I feel like we just need like a master list of them, and then we can like come together and like take them down because it really is. Just I've the seen, sauce. I've seen, yeah. um, I've seen TikToks of like making like homemade Chick Fil A sauce. No, I'm lazy. And I'm like, I don't. That's <laughs> I'm lazy, and also like, like, why should I have to do that when I could go get it? Like, I have a yeah, I... bottle in my fridge of Chick-fil-A. Exactly! <laughs> no, like, you're valid. <laughs> I think that, like, Costco or somewhere should just, like, make their own, and we can, like, do that. But, again, all of this to say, um, I do think we're going to see more discourse, like, when a team has, like, a Chick-fil-A logo or a Barstool. Those are the only things I can think of right now, but I'm sure there's others. And it will be the same thing where the people who have been against those things will say, this is awful. And the people who are not against those things will say, I don't care. And that's just, like, going to be it. Like, I really don't think it's it's going to go that much It's funny because, like, when I think about it, the people who don't care about the ads on the jerseys like you and I will get upset when they pick a a problematic company. But then the people who are mad about the logos when – they partner with a problematic company are going to be like, why are you guys all upset? It's just an ad. Like, blah, 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 because they want to defend their barstool or their Chick-fil-A or whatever. So I think it's funny how there's just going to be a 180 um, when all that starts happening. Absolutely. There always is. Because um, because but, all we want is yeah. to cancel everybody. Yeah, that's it. That's the one. Um, that's I will say, favorite. though, I mean, if it goes in the direction of the helmet ads, for the most part, it will most likely just be um the company that has the naming rights to the arena so a lot of banks probably um because yeah i the, saw the raiders had chase i mean maybe they'll have chase on the helmet still and then like delta on the jersey because those are like two of their biggest sponsors yeah i saw a poll where people were asking what they thought the rangers one would be and someone was like what about Montefiore? And I was like, no, like it's, it's going to be Chase. And like you said, I'm assuming like Delta, if we were still in the Foxwoods era of the Foxwoods final, maybe five, Audi. Um, Cause it's, it's there's like Audi Rangers game night or whatever. I mean, it's probably going to be some, I mean, if anything, it'll be, if it's not one of the like top donors, it'll be some like luxury brand or whatever. The Rangers cater to the yeah. wealthy. Um, like you know, like I said, I think usual. I think like wasting your breath being upset about the general concept is like pointless. And then like we should just wait and see like what they look like, what companies are represented, etc. Um, but yeah, everyone's finds always finds something to be mad about, especially hockey fans. Um, yeah, that's about yeah. It. Let's move on because it's just it feels like a waste at this point. Um. So one thing that sent people spiraling that I thought was like low key justified was Jack Eichel finally tweeted again. Um, and he tweeted like a shifty eye, like emoji or like an ang. It was basically like an angry face emoji, like an annoyed face emoji, just the, just the emoji though. And it just sent a lot of people 
into like speculation mode, FBI mode, panic mode, whatever mm-hmm. it may be. Um, who knows what that was about? To be fair, I guess he's just still. I, I I mean, we haven't heard that he's had his surgery yet. There hasn't been a trade, so I guess it's more just to me. It read as annoyance at the current situation because it seems to be at a stalemate. But I would love to hear what your guys' thoughts are on what you think. Let's let's psychoanalyze Jack Eichel for a second and see what the so, tweet I am on emojipedia.org oh God. and I have pasted this emoji in to see I what it is. I didn't means. know that was a thing, but that's fabulous. I felt like there had to be like an emoji dictionary or also, something I that we could like. I just went to an article that literally like to that site. So that's I mean um, right. Before I just want to go on a tangent really quick. Do we remember when we found? Do we do we remember when we found out like the praying hands emoji was supposed to be a high five? Yeah, and everyone was like, "Oh my god!" What? And everyone and everyone just universally rejected it and said, "No, it's the praying hands emoji." <laughs> no. Um. So this is known as the unamused face, and this is what says for emoji meaning: a yellow face with slightly raised eyebrows, a frown, and eyes looking to the side may convey a variety of negative emotions, including irritation, displeasure, grumpiness, and skepticism, as if giving the side eye. Not to be confused with smirking face, I love smirking which face. features similar eyes, but a wry smile. Unamused face was approved as part of Unicode 6.0 in 2010 and added to Emoji 1.0 in 2015, also known as dissatisfied, meh, side eye, or unimpressed. And then it shows you what it looks like in Apple, Google, Samsung, Microsoft, WhatsApp, Twitter, Facebook, Skype, JoyPixels, OpenMoji, EmojiDex, oh. Messenger, LG, HTC, Mozilla, SoftBank, Docomo, and AU by K. Who uses words that I did not understand? Who uses Mozilla? <laughs> that was a lot of places that I have never Ooh, heard statistics? of. It says that there's statistics of it. Oh, but that's we're not getting into what else oh my god. Area. Um, I, I love the it. history of. I side also eye. love uh, that you gave a very good, like detailed description of what the emoji looks like. That way, for our listening audience <laughs> who may not have seen the tweet, <laughs> can imagine which emoji we are talking about. Yeah. Um, oh. It also links a Merriam-Webster article called "The History of Side Eye." Because side eye was added to the Merriam-Webster dictionary in February 2017. Um, so if you are interested in reading that, it looks like a pretty long, actually not that long. Um, if you're interested in diving deeper into what Mr. Eichel could have been trying to tell us, I think like not to sound like a cynic, but like it could have been anything. He could have like dropped a sandwich on the floor and been like, oh, like. It literally could have been anything. And the fact that hockey Twitter was so quick to be like, he's mad at the Sabres. Like, dude, like, go outside. Like, I, it reminds me of when girls would tweet, like, LOL or LMAO, and they would have all these guys in their replies, like, what'd your man do? Like, what, what can do I do? Like, what do you do, that's sis? Exactly what, it is. what do you do, sis? Spill the tea. That's what, um, that's. That's like, what Eleni said. Uh, strong forecheck. She tweeted. Yeah. She was like, "What? What did he do, baby? Tell us." <laughs> yeah, it feels like everyone was like, "Tell us what the Sabers did, Jack. We're here for you." Like, that's that's very much what it reads as. But um, I'm personally not going to read too far into it. One because I don't really care. Um, all love to Jack Eichel, but uh, truly, my heart is. Not I don't know if it. I said love to um, him. And, I mean, <laughs> it, oh. 
all new- neutrality like, to we, Jack Eichel. We know how Sam all, all indifference to Jack Eichel. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. I know um, I was but... looking at an article that was, like, gave, like, oh, so what could be making Jack feel so blue? Here are a few ideas. Oh and my this God. is from, oh, from, the, from one of the greatest sites I feel is the Russian Machine Never Breaks. Oh, I love Russian Machine Never Breaks. One Ian's of, a great guy. One of the best. So here, here are a couple reasons. Because EA Sports passed over him to make Austin Matthews' cover athlete. Honestly, I could, s- I could see him being pissed about that. Shade. Um, Absolute shade. The MLB is ending its 70-year relationship with Topps and giving its trading card license to Fnatic. That is true. Which maybe maybe Jack Eichel okay. is a big trading card guy. Um, okay. I feel like this could truly be valid. The Sabres' first overall pick, defenseman Owen Power, won't play for the team next year. Oh, yeah, we didn't talk about college. that. We should talk about that. Which, like, there yeah. you go. And then, or maybe it's the whole Buffalo won't let Jack get the next surgery he wants to still have a training thing. Yeah, it's probably that. It's definitely that. Um, <laughs> I kind of like I kind of like Jen's suggestion that it's just like a my life is average thing when it's like when you drop, when you're walking and you just drop the sandwich you just bought. My life is average. Like, I don't know if you guys remember that site. Yeah. Um, yeah, I feel like I've definitely tweeted things like that where I'll tweet like this is the worst day of my life. I hate my life so much and some minor will, like, inconvenience me about and be like <laughs> some people like, Oh my god, is everything okay? And I'll be like, Yeah, like I I dropped a pen. I'm very much known for being like, This is the worst day of my life when minor things happen. Huh? Like this past weekend I was in Nashville and my mom and I, um, we were like, I guess like showering, like changing before we went out for dinner. So I had the TV on and I like didn't get the channel that the office marathon was on. And I was like, this is the worst day of my life. Like I need to go home. And like, my mom was like, it's a hotel TV. Like you're going to be okay. So I, I'm inclined to believe that Jack Eichel just like got some peanut butter on his hand, making a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. Like that's, <laughs> that's hashtag, my hashtag, hashtag my life is average um absolutely yeah so well i mean i feel like this is just good this like we talk about this like almost every week the situation is just going to keep getting worse before it gets better um but yeah to the point that ariel made owen power is going back to michigan and i feel like maybe i didn't write this down as something we should talk about because we knew this was going to happen at least i knew it was going to happen yeah. um i think i believe that maddie Beniers and luke hughes eventually will say that will announce that they're going back as well i think the general consensus is that the Michigan hockey team felt slighted, I guess, or not slighted, or felt like they needed to try again to play in the NCAA tournament because they couldn't with COVID. Um, they they had to yeah. like they had to withdraw from the tournament um, because of the virus and everything. I think they had some positive cases. Um, so I think the the consensus is that these guys want to go back so that they have one more shot at potentially winning a national championship. I think their their chances are even better because most of the team at Wisconsin that was absolutely dominating is in the NHL or the AHL now. So I think I think the mm. like Michigan might be the consensus number one team in the country or at least top five in the country. So I understand why they want to go back, and I and I want to say that. A first overall pick or even a top five, top ten pick going back to their college isn't the end of the world. Um, honestly, it gives them more time mm-hmm. to develop. It gives them time to actually play. Um, college hockey has elevated so much, I think, even in the last like few years. Um, I've seen it, you know, being in it, going to a, an ECAC school. 
So I think it's not the end of the world. I mean, Sabres, let's get real. You guys aren't going to be that good anyway. Why why waste a year of Owen's contract? Let him play and be awesome in Michigan. Maybe it'll make him happier to win a national championship. He won't feel as bad going to Buffalo. I really don't think it's that big a deal um, that he's going back to Michigan at all. Yeah, I mean, it it very much just feels like Sabres fans are over... That might be the title for this episode, that Sabres fans are overreacting. Because, like, if an emoji can drive you to, like, psychosis, <laughs> like, that's a, that's a problem. Um, I think this is a little bit more valid, because this is um, more than an emoji. So it's a little bit more valid to have a reaction to this. Um, but I, I very much agree that it's just, like, okay, he's going back to play for his school. And then he'll come play later. Like, it's not... I don't know. I feel like a lot of people overreact about stuff like this. And I just kind of don't see the point. Like, unless your team is, like, one specific player away from winning and this is going to derail your whole plan, which Sabres, like, it's not. Um, Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's just not that big a deal. I think that's why I didn't, like... I didn't mark it down because it's like, okay, he did what we all thought he was going to do. Yeah, basically. I mean... College hockey was not what it was, what it normally is last year because of the virus. I mean, I know especially with like the ECAC because I pay attention to that because my alma mater is in the ECAC. Jen's future school is also my alma mater is in the ECAC. So um, all the Ivy League schools pulled out of um, athletic competition uh, last year. That's most of the ECAC and then a couple other ECAC schools, I believe Union and RPI. Uh, also pulled out. So Quinnipiac was basically left with no schools to play. Um, and the Ivy League players didn't play, period. So I think a lot of players want that chance to play college hockey, which I don't I don't blame and play it, play it the way it's supposed to be played, which I don't blame them for because college hockey, as someone who's been in it, has reported on it, has been a fan for it. It's a different breed, I think. When we talk about the difference between like regular season hockey and playoff hockey, I feel like college hockey is its own animal as well. Yeah, for sure. I agree 100%. I mean, you kind of can't blame the guy for doing his thing. It reminds me a little bit of like situations with like players like Jimmy Vesey, where fans would get like irrationally angry because he like didn't want to play for this team or went back to college or whatever. And it's like, I I think it goes back to which we talk about a lot is that like these are people with lives and like they're not just going to do like whatever they think like fans of a hockey team are going to be happiest about like they have to make their own decisions and you just have to live with that I think yeah definitely I think (laughs) I think to your point that like an emoji drove them like drive Sabres yeah. fans to like the deep end. I think anything right now, I feel like the Sabres fans are so overly sensitive right now. I mean, I don't blame them. I think everything's just such a touchy subject yeah. for them. And I think it's just one of those things where you're like, literally nothing can go right for us. That this is just another mm-hmm. like notch in that list of like all this, <laughs> all the shit that's gone wrong. Um, yeah. So, and I think, I mean, I don't know if this is, like, Sabres fans are even capable of looking this far down the line, but, I mean, maybe him going back to college, they're just afraid that he won't come when the time comes. Um, <laughs> I doubt that'll happen. I mean, that's years down the, lo- the road, and, like, hopefully the Sabres do actually get it together. But, I mean, there's just so much going on 
with the Sabres right yeah. now that I think anything's yeah. just going to send them spiraling. Too much. Yeah, it's like the the finger's like already on the trigger. And <laughs> like with the with the whole Jack Eichel thing and now the Owen Power thing that I mean I know the emo- I I know the emoji came out. Well, that was today, right? He tweeted that. Yesterday. So it was already light. Oh, yesterday. yesterday. I don't follow Jack Eichel. I don't either. It just um, it just came up because Rangers Twitter yeah. like went to it like sharks to like a bleeding yeah. fish in the ocean. It was so bad. Yeah, but basically, like I said, like the the trigger was already about to be pulled anyway. So just the emoji is just like if we're going back to that, sending them spiraling. It was already like they were teetering on the edge of like, do I do it or do I not do it? Push me to. And then the the emojis yeah. tweeted. They're like, yes, I do it. I feel like the Sabres fans are just like, push me to the edge. All my friends are dead. That's just how they are Basically. right now. Um, yeah. But yes, I get, I mean, we're at like about an hour. I mean, I'm on a hotspot and my laptop is like losing battery. So I think we can make it a little bit of a short one this week. But uh, speaking mm. of ECAC schools, Jen leaves for college on Wednesday. And so I, I, I mean, I went to Jen's school. I went to Quinnipiac. So, I mean, any, if anyone listening went to Quinnipiac, I mean, I I want to impart some wisdom on you. I know that, I know that campus isn't the same, but uh, I will say that there's certain things that, I mean, freshman, fresh, welcome weekend. I think you're going to spend a lot of time at the Bobcat, especially since you're living in Legis. Um, the Rat mm-hmm. is open late. AKA the Bobcat's Den, the second calf, is open late, but it's the rat. It's not Bobcat's Den, it's a rat. Um, they told us that orientation. They're like, if you call it by its actual name, people will yep. think you're weird. I was it's like, the oh, rat. It's the rat. They have great sand. I, I honestly didn't really eat that much at the upper part of the rat. I always ate in the lower part of the rat, the sandwich station. It's pretty fire. Uh, the best food's on York okay. Hill, though. Um, the create your own pizza station and everything. Um, and yeah, the calf. I mean, when the Baja Blast bottles come, you gotta get it. You gotta get there quick because they're they'll they'll go like crazy. But you're gonna. I mean, I think you're gonna have an amazing time. I mean, I think like the general like thing is like, make sure you have shower shoes. Make sure you know you have all this shit yeah. you need for your dorm. Um, you know, don't go too crazy. Uh, and I I mean, I you're gonna have a great time. College is amazing. I don't know if Ariel has any general college advice, but college is. College. Oh God, I've been out of college forever. College is college is a great time. Quinnipiac's a great time. You're gonna you're taking one of my favorite professors, um, but you're gonna love it. Quinnipiac is great. Um, do you have any thoughts yeah. about going to? College? I'm excited. I mean, yeah, it's I'm definitely ready to get out of my hometown, which I feel like everybody says. But like, if you grew up on Long Island or you know people who grew up on Long Island, like. I very much feel like there are people who are either like, I'm staying here forever or like when I turn 18, I'm getting out as soon as I can. Um, And like, there are things that I like about living on Long Island. I like being right in between New York City and the beach, like half an hour from each. That's nice. Um, But other than that, I'm just ready to not be here. Um, (laughs) So, um, but yeah, I'm I'm excited. It'll be fun. I got the club fair the week I get there. Gonna be the involvement fair is actually really great. Um, I love the involvement fair always. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, definitely, I feel like everybody's nervous about going to college, but um, I'm I feel like I'm more excited than nervous. 
Um, and next week, whenever we do our episode, um, I will be in my little dorm. Woo! So and uh, oh yeah, most exciting. meetings have free pizza, so go. Um, and Absolutely. there Absolutely. is a man, a myth, a legend in the Quinnipiac calf. I think he still works there. He is known affectionately as Java John. And when you tap your cart, so it, for those who don't know about Quinnipiac, when you, our calf is a la carte. So some schools do swipes to get into your calf and then you can just eat whatever you want and you get a certain amount of swipes. Ours is you get money and then you go in, uh, you don't have to swipe to get in. You just walk in any time of day that you want and whatever you buy has a price and then you use your you tap your card on checkout and it takes the money out of your meal meal plan um there is people who run the ca- the cashiers and they uh tally up how much you owe but there is one man that works the cash the cash register his name is java john and he is a legend and every time you tap your card he says tap it and i think about it a lot and i miss him so enjoy him if he's still there <laughs> it, bright, it brightens, I will it brightens your day to see java john to be fair absolutely um but yeah you're gonna have we'll so much fun and like uh make sure that you get on the site for the hockey tickets super early remember your password because the hockey tickets are free and they go fast not the women's hockey tickets but the men's hockey tickets and i don't need i don't need to tell you mm-hmm. but make sure you go to both um absolutely and yeah you're gonna have a great time we're so proud of you yeah. Yeah, um, I'm gonna live vicariously <laughs> through you, because I, because, because I I'm can't excited. come. We're probably not gonna have alumni weekend, so. Um, but yeah, I wanted to just you know share that bit with everyone because I feel like we you know we're a little family, and our our our. I said before we started, our baby bird is leaving the nest and going on to college. So yeah. that'll that'll do it. We're gonna do a short one this week, but um, thank you guys for listening. Um, if you want to follow us on social media, follow us on Twitter at Beauties Pod. Um, we haven't been that great about posting yet, but we will be, I promise. Uh, life is getting in the way. I'm moving. Jen's going to college. Ariel has work all the time. It's all just a lot. Um, but we will become more active and we'll interact with you guys and do polls and memes and all that stuff. So please stay tuned and follow us. Uh, it's a work in progress, starting a whole solo venture on our own. But it's going to be great. We promise. Um, so again, that's at Beauty's Pod. And yeah, we'll see you guys next week. Bye. Bye.